At Level Up Fitness Academy, they have one goal to ensure that individuals with disabilities remain physically active. To ensure our special needs community values their fitness and has fun while working out in a safe, welcoming, and enjoyable environment. Daniel Ruff is the owner and head trainer of Level Up Fitness Academy, and Corey Joseph is a trainer and program supervisor for the Academy. They both joined me this week to discuss why it's so important to them to keep our special needs community always active. I'm Kevin McShan, and let's have this conversation. take a moment to welcome you to the program and i'm excited to learn all about level up fitness this morning great to see the both of you this morning and thank you so very much for being here thanks again for having us yeah so i guess we'll start off by just asking you about uh all the great work that you do to meet people where they are uh, and offer a variety of fitness uh plans and objectives for the people who use your services so uh if you guys wanted to tell me all about what to do that'd be great sure so so this gym level up fitness um in many ways is like many other gyms we we do personal training we run some small group classes we run some bigger classes um but we also do a lot of work with people with exceptionalities um, and it's not something you see very often, but it's something that Corey and I both have a background in. And I think we, um, we've created a space and a method where we can, yeah, we can do exactly what you said. We can meet people where, where they are and, uh, um, yeah, like provide a good environment for them. To, to develop and grow. Corey, did you have anything you wanted to add, Bon? Um, Dan pretty much nailed it on. Um, we're just all about making fitness uh, super inclusive to everyone here um, and looking at it from more than just, you know, a standpoint of, you know, gaining muscle or losing weight, but just keeping people moving and active and keeping them safe. Yeah, absolutely. And... I'm wondering if we can dive just a little bit deeper into why it's important for you guys to uh, uh, specialize specifically in serving uh, folks with uh, 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 special needs. I'm curious. Um, well, particularly just because the opportunity for most people aren't there. Um, there's a lot of other focuses that 
people tend to prioritize when we are talking about people with uh, exceptionalities. And for us, um, keeping them moving and healthy was one of our priorities. So creating a space that they feel one safe in and also welcomed into, um, and also just giving them tools to learn the way that they need to learn is just super important because just like, you know, everyone, um, being able to be physically active is really important and it's just, it's just a really good thing to have. So we decided to open our doors and create a safe environment for everyone from all walks of life to be able to access and attain whatever fitness goals they have and take them along a fitness journey. Yeah, absolutely. And Dan, I'm wondering if you can tell me why uh, you came up with, with the slogan, uh, building healthier bodies, minds, and lives, buddy. Why is that uh, slogan so important to you? Sure. So I, just want, I want to touch on your last question a little bit. Like the genesis for this gym, um, like why this gym is here and why Corey works here. It's, we used to work together. Um, for a place called Carrie's Place Autism Services, behavioral therapists. And one of the things, and we were both quite into fitness, and one of the things that always bothered me a lot in all the places I work, not just there, was that a lot of the people that we supported, whether they were living in a residential setting or semi-independently, they just they didn't have these opportunities to get any physical activity, just sitting around, you know, and, you know, all getting unhealthy and then that would manifest in other problems. And it just, it really bothered me that there weren't opportunities. So I figured, right. you know, opening a gym was something I was always interested in anyway. I was doing personal training for, for like 10 years. And I thought, well, what if, what if we did some of that work in the gym that I could open? That's how this place came to be. And that's you know, six years now when I opened. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great, we got a really good response. You know, uh, for you guys, that it's important to work in smaller groups and make sure that the people you serve also uh, get the individualized attention uh, that they deserve. So tell me about the importance of working in uh, smaller groups and really tailoring uh, fitness plans uh, to meet the uh, needs of the people you serve. Sure. So, I mean, one of the reasons that we do a lot of work in small groups, especially with, with you know, maybe, maybe people like, for example, like in the autism um, population. Um, like if you just put yourself in, in anyone's shoes walking into any sort of commercial gym, it can be quite an overwhelming experience. You know, it's like crazy lights and music and there's all these machines and people in weird clothing and it can be quite overwhelming for anybody. You know, but then you, you layer on top of that someone who has you know, uh, an impairment in social functioning and communication, and it can be even worse. So, you know, we, we, do, we wanted to create a space where it's very simple, it's very clear what um, we want um, the people who come here to be doing, and that that's just a lot easier to do in a smaller group setting than with a whole bunch of people. We finally just get a better response that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, individualized attention is critical, I'm, I'm sure. And I, I, I'm also uh, curious just to get your thoughts on the other aspects of of working out for people with disabilities, because I know for you guys, it's more than just uh, working out. 
getting physical benefits. There are there are all, there are also uh, some other benefits as well, uh, from socially to uh, uh, emotionally. So I'm wondering if you can touch on that for me. And some of those other benefits, especially when we refer back to that small group, is that our individuals they not only are able to learn from us, but they're able to learn from their peers amongst them. So, you know, we have people that learn in a variety of different ways, um, receptive languages that range across the board. Um, and like you said, it, it gives them an opportunity to have peers that are doing similar things as them. And even if at times the movement may be parallel for that moment, for that hour of time that they're here being active, um, they're able to build a bond with these people and they're able to socialize together within that space. So. Uh, of course, you know, our priorities is keeping them moving, keeping them safe, but there is that social aspect that they get out of having these smaller groups and they're also then able to learn the way that they need to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just moreover, I, I'm also curious to also expand on the whole notion of movement is also medicine for uh, folks with disabilities and the importance of uh, having them be physically active. I know that it's the whole reason you started the gym, but could you just tell me about the overriding benefits of seeing uh, individuals with disabilities be active? Sure, so, I mean, the benefits for for individuals with disabilities are really the same as the benefits for individuals without disabilities. Right? Like exercise really is the best medicine, but, but the major issue is that, and the reason why it's so important is that you know, the populations that, that we're working with are just, um, their participation rates in exercise are just so, so low compared to the, the general population. And then that manifests in all these problems and all this dishealth, right? Um, you know, and just things like, like exercise, you know, and, and health can affect all these things downstream that can manifest in these maladaptive ways. But just exercising, for example, is, is um, you know, like it's quite, quite a good treatment for, for depression or for like sleep problems, right? And just those two things, if left, if left untreated, can create all these other problems that manifest in all these different ways. So just if you just think about it that way, Right, just at this like foundational levels, it can improve all qualities of life, but it's so often neglected in these populations, which is why like maybe it is even more so important. Um, you know, and like as an example, like all the people who come here, they come here for a number of like any number of reasons. Some people want to get like super in shape and look great, and some people want to be super strong, and some people want to lose weight. And then for some people, it's just they need they have this. They don't do anything and they have this energy that they need to get out and if they don't get that energy out it's going to come out in maladaptive ways and this is an outlet for them to come and do this and move around and push things and throw things and smash things and that results in them not um acting out in these other ways and if, and if that's the case then that's fantastic Yeah, absolutely. And Corey, from an operations perspective, I'm, I'm curious to ask you if there are any advantages or disadvantages to operating a gym that, that specifically focuses on uh, uh, people uh, with disabilities. All right, um, I can touch on that a little bit for you. So the number one, I'm going to say disadvantage, um, is that our individuals that um, you know we 
you know, want to welcome into the space and provide access to the space. Reality is, you know, funding looks different for all of them, depending on their needs. Um, and they're in a position where they've got a certain lump sum that they get funding for, and they need to choose between all forms of different therapies and beneficial activities for their life. And fitness usually isn't one of the ones that people hold up there for them. So that's just really one of the disadvantages. And, but our way of working around that is, well, is in creating these smaller groups and helping to make it cost effective and more accessible to those individuals so that there is less of this burden to choose between um, any number of the therapy sources out there or other needs that they might have and coming to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. So, so from yeah, from like an operational point of view, uh, the things that would would strike me as different than um, most other gyms are that often we'll have individuals in here who um, we we have to reserve the entire gym for them. So, you know, like you can take you know any number of like neurotypical individuals, and we could have multiple people in your training at the same time. Um, but for some of the people that we work with, we know that it would be far too distracting. Um, so sometimes it is hard to just like schedule those things. So we have certain people, certain people that we work with, but we know we don't want um, other people in here at the same time because it's distracting. And also trying to, you know, we run these small groups, um, trying to, to pair people up into these groups and, and mix and match them into groups that function really well. And it's not, it's not like we're pairing them up by age or anything like that. It's just like we try to create these groups that we know can flow well together and they can sort of model for each other and work together. And those are, I think, kind of unique challenges to what we do. You probably wouldn't see that in most other spaces. At Level Up Fitness Academy, they have core primary questions that anyone should be asking themselves before working out, Roof took some time out to explain what they are. Um, yeah, so uh, that's, that section is just illustrating an example of, of how people can um, sort of get like bogged down and never get started, right? They find fitness, fitness so overwhelming and there's just so much information out there that it's almost paralyzing. Not muted right now. So... <laughs> There's just like, it's like paralysis by analysis. Like people just don't know what to do. They don't know how to get started. There's just so many choices. Um, and they're, they're just so uncertain about what to do. And, and we, you know, like we, we like to provide, there's, there's no general, no right answer to that question, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, what we try to do is make, make it very simple and provide a very clear, clear path about what to do to take the guesswork out of it. And the honest truth is that most things will work if you do them consistently. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think about my, my personal legacy too often, um, but what I, what I would like, and I think that we're, we're doing, is, yeah, is, is to create spaces. I'd like to see more spaces like right, this. I'd like you to be aware that spaces like this exist and all the cool stuff that we do. You know, like often, Often some of the people that, that come in here and train regularly, this is like one of the few activities that they do after, you know, years of searching for something, you know, something fun and something active that they can do. And they finally find something like this. It's just like it's such a great fit. And then we, we show people, I like, 
we like to demonstrate. This is, you know, how far someone has come, right? So we might show someone like an individual who outwardly looks quite impaired, right? And you would probably look at this person and think, that person never works out. They don't go to the gym, they don't do anything. But then, you know, like we, we can show you like video clips of this person just like getting a crazy, amazing workout in, right? Um, so like don't judge a book by its cover. People are capable of a lot of things if you provide an environment for that stuff to happen. That's pretty cool. And, you know, we'd like, we'd like to see more of that everywhere. So when people like yourself ask to talk to us about what we do, of course, yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to thank the both of you for being here today. And I, I'm i just curious to finally ask you if, if uh, people want to get connected with you, what's the best way, way they can accomplish that goal? The easiest way is to email us uh, at info at leveluppitness.com or just check out our website, which is just leveluppitness.ca. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank the both of you for uh, being here this morning and for the good work that you do to keep uh, individuals with disabilities uh, healthy as uh, someone with um, cerebral palsy myself. I really respect the work that you do and I want to honor uh, the, the space that you've created uh, for some uh, exceptional people. So I want to thank the both of you for being here this morning and it's uh, most appreciated. I want to thank both of you for engaging in conversation with me today. You're super welcome. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Appreciate the opportunity.